this is Christy James, the Brazilian Wonder Woman, and you're listening to the Atomic Podcast. Intellectual stimulation by way of mobile devices. Welcome to another exciting episode of the Atomic Podcast. And here is your host of the show, Efren Guzman. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another exciting episode of the Atomic Podcast, coming to you live from Twin Lakes, Wisconsin, where I blow up the news on a verbal scale. I am your host, Efren Guzman. My guest today, the first guest of 2020, she is the Brazilian Wonder Woman, Christy James. Christy, Happy New Year again, and how are you? Good, and Happy New Year to you and everyone listening to this. I'm so excited to be your first guest for 2020, the new decade. Oh, so exciting. Yes. Um, before we even start, um, let me take it back to 2019. Um, out of that whole 12 months, how did that year turn out for you? Well, I'm glad it's over. Let's just say <laughs> 2019, I thought it was going to be my year. It was not my year, actually, in the Chinese um, zodiac, right? Mm-hmm. It was the year of the boar, uh, and I'm a boar, so <laughs> it uh, was supposed to be my year. It was definitely not my year. I am so glad it's over. Oh, but you came over. You overcame a lot of obstacles in 2019, though. At the same time, I, yeah, I definitely did. I was coming back from an injury, mm-hmm. yeah. so it was great. That was really fun. And then I separated my shoulder or my clavicle, and then <laughs> I had that WWE tryout. And then, yeah, it was just one thing after another. And that's just in wrestling. That's not my personal life because my personal life was such turmoil. But not like I don't really share my personal life with uh, the fans. They don't pay for that. <laughs> They don't want to know the drama in my personal life. They already got too much of it, too. We're all trying to forget who we really are, right? Yeah, that's true. Well, since you put it out there, I had a lot of issues in my personal life as well. And, you know, I don't want to put it out there as well. But, yeah, it's been a rough 2019 for me as well. Um, Personal-wise, professionally-wise, I guess it always could be better. Um, since, since, your, since, since your clavicle, um, have are, are you healed all the way? Or is it still nagging? Yeah. No, no, I actually had to cancel uh, almost three weekends of bookings because I had to get it better before my tryout. So, and I had my arm in a sling for two weeks, like 14 days. And it was the worst thing ever because sleeping with your arm in a sling sucks. (laughs) So terrible. But, you know, I had to do it. I had to be... Ready and a hundred to go. So yeah. Wow. Well, lucky you're not like me and have sleep apnea because then you have to have a long tubing in your nose and then with a sling, I think it wouldn't work so well. So, um, are you like a side sleeper? Did it work for you that way, or you sleep like flat on your back? Um, I'm kind of like a world sleeper. <laughs> what? So what is that? I go like first start on my right side, then I go to my back, then I go to my left side, <laughs> and then I roll all the way over and sleep like on my stomach. <laughs> and then I do this thing where like I sleep like a dog, you know, with both like legs and arms like fully stretched out. Oh my god! And what? People go falling off the bed, and then <laughs> I, like, roll completely over to the other side, and then apparently my butt is really big because then I stick my butt out straight out, and then people falling off the bed again. Um, yeah, so I I can't sleep with people. In other words, do not sleep in the same bed with me, ever. Wow, I'm sure that's a lot of insight for a lot of fans out there, knowing how you sleep like a dog and knowing that they can't sleep with you in bed because you take over. So that's very interesting to hear. <laughs> yeah, and I have like this massive, like Alaskan king size bed too. Oh man! So yeah. when I tell you, <laughs> I like I sleep like the world.
world, I'm always, like, just turning, and then, like, yeah, it's, I like to be comfortable, and, like, my bed is my bed, um, like, whenever I go on the road and I have to share, like, a hotel room with other people, uh, and then sometimes we'll double up, we'll do two in a bed, and (laughs) I make a pillow for it, because I don't like people touching me. Oh, God. And, yeah, it doesn't it doesn't work. Uh, so yeah, I, I end up normally just telling them, you know what, I'll just take some blankets and a pillow, I'll sleep on the couch on my own. Uh, cause you don't want to sleep in the bed with me. Oh, have you always been that way? Like phobia, like around other people, like touching you in bed and whatnot? Like, is that like kind of a phobia or that's just a normal habit? Like, no, I oh. just, uh, so when I was younger, I have always like, done a lot of sports and stuff and I get really hot right Uh and I just don't like if you sleep with somebody in the same bed with you then their heat like starts transferring to you Uh and then it just becomes like this ball of fire and it's like terrible um so that and my sister used to dutch oven me a lot so i guess that is like kind of scary too right i have a fear of constantly being dutch oven um, i don't know if people know that yeah can you like explain that yeah underneath the like covers and then you throw the blanket over somebody else's head uh, we're really poor so we had to like share beds her and i shared a room yeah. and a bed and then my older brother shared a room and a bed and then my grandma actually slept in the same room with us for a while. Uh, like I said, we're really poor. Uh, wow. <laughs> so that's that's just kind of how I grew up. And I think it's also because we had to share a double bed. Uh-huh. And I so now I'm just kind of like that I can afford my space. I want my space. So it's my space. I don't want to share with anyone else. I'm a little selfish. <laughs> um, so I don't like that. You know Every what? Every once in a while, it's okay. Like, I'll go and cuddle a little bit, and then I'm like, get away from me. Uh, <laughs> but it works out, you know, because there's a lot of people like that. Yeah. <laughs> but you know what? It kind of sort of, you saying that, it kind of explains the situation because you're so used to sleeping with people when you was longer, you know, when you was younger and saying that you had to share the bed or whatnot. So it's like... You're on your own and, you know, you're doing your thing. It's like, no, this is my bed. This is my territory. This is my safe space. I'm taking over myself. (laughs) I'm taking over myself. This is it. Yeah, it's me time. Bedtime is me time. I'm like everything to everyone else. Like all the time, Um, like constantly, I'm you know, either wrestling or doing autograph signings or I'm at work and doing stuff for other people that it's like nighttime, the shower and nighttime is like my time. Like, don't mess with me when I'm in the shower. I don't care if I'm in there for four hours and I'm, you know, (laughs) killing the fish in the pond. I don't care. It's yeah. me time. <laughs> I know I'm going to get a lot of haters for me to say that. And when I'm in my bed, it's me time. Okay. I am asleep. That is me time. Do not wake me up. <laughs> um, how many hours normally you get in sleep? I'm a grandma. So this is actually pretty late for me to be up right now. Oh, um, wow. A lot okay. of people will tell you this. I, I go to bed very early. And I get up normally very early. I'm up every day at like five. Uh, maybe I guess that's not too early for some people. I know some people get up around four thirty. But yeah, I get up really early and I go to bed like around eight eight thirty. Oh my so, god! Unless I'm training. If I train, then I go to bed like a little later because I live an hour away from where I uh, the school that I train at. Uh-huh. for wrestling so it's um it takes me some time to get home so i normally get home around midnight one o'clock in the morning and i'll go to bed and then i will I'll wake up at like 5 30 5 5 30 
Oh my god. So like very minimal sleep. So when I tell people my bed is like me time, like I get into my bed, um, and I'm super OCD about my bed. Yeah. I have to have it like has to be made when I get in it, and then I'll like I have a hundred pillows. I'm your typical woman, right? I have like thousands of pillows. Oh my god. And then I have pillows to decorate my bed. And I have, like, at least, let's see, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve. I have at least twelve of them um, oh just to decorate God. the bed. And then they all have to be stacked, like, really nicely on the sides of my bed and around my bed, just in case I, like, turn a lot, right? <laughs> and I end up falling off the bed. I have something to, like, catch me. And then I have, like, regular pillows that I sleep on. I have about six of those on my bed. Oh but, my yeah, God. my bed has to be, like, tucked in, perfectly made, and then I'll slide into it all nice and good, and then by the morning, my whole bed's ruined, but then I'll remake it. You know yeah. what? <laughs> I'm crazy. No, this is some amazing insights to you, because I think this is probably the first time. Yes. sleeping habits. Yeah, because yeah. this is like probably like the first time you ever revealed that. Like, you know, like me, myself, I just have two pillows that I sleep with, but I usually have a pillow in between my thighs just to have like some comfort there. But then like I sleep on my side. But since I have sleep apnea, I have the tubing. So I have to like curve the tubing to the side of my head and put it, put like, you know, sh- I can't really sleep on my nose because the mask is right on my nose. So it's kind of difficult to me. But you saying you sleep with six pillows, that's like having a like having a corpse next to you, uh, like a foamy corpse, you know? It is. It's my pillow fort. Yeah. As Elaine Luck would like to call it, it is the pillow fort. <laughs> uh, if you ever interview her, you can ask her. Actually, ask her. She's probably the best person to ask. She's a cuddler. Yeah. And we used to travel a lot on the road together, and we used to always have to share a bed. And <laughs> she is massive cuddler. And she just naturally, subconsciously does it. Uh, so I would be asleep, and she would somehow make it over the pillow fort. Because <laughs> at one point, I couldn't make the pillows high enough. And she would end up cuddling me, and I'd end up slapping the shit out of her. And like, we'd get into a huge argument, and she'd go back on her side. And I'd set up my pillow fort again, and I'd go back to bed like an angry old man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's that's how uh, it used to be. But ask her. So next time, like you interview her, be like, I gotta ask you. Christy was on here, and she talked about her sleeping habits, and she'll be like, she's the pillow fort queen. That is me. I will even call the front desk and ask for extra pillows. Wow. <laughs> just to put it in the middle. Does it have to be six um, exactly? What? Does it have to be six exactly? Like when you order extra pillows? it doesn't like no i don't have to sleep with six pillows i just have six pillows in my bed sometimes i want an extra firm pillow sometimes i want one of those like you know i have one of those cold pillows like the gel cold pillows that always stays cold so (laughs) i have like all different types i have super like uh, pillows that don't lose their shape. I have like the feather down pillows, like super fluffy ones. Yeah. I'm, I, I like different stuff. Someday I'm in the mood for a little feather. Someday I'm not. Sometimes I'm in the mood for a super hard pillow. So yeah, you never know what you're going to get with me. Well, you know what? This is great insight. I appreciate you being open and honest and talking about that because I'm sure there's people out there are like fascinated by this right now. Like, oh my God, she just, you know, she's, that's how she sleeps. She doesn't like nobody touching her. And she, you know, she, she's crazy in bed. She sleeps like a dog. Like, wow, this is great. You're going to be like, this girl is crazy. Yeah, I think that's why I make a great, like, you know, uh, guest to be interviewed. <laughs> I either talk about food. I always talk about something random. Like I all, and I always end up talking about food because I love food. Uh, I tell everyone if it wasn't for like having to wrestle and gym, I'd be like five thousand pounds um, for sure, hundred percent for sure. I love, 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 love food. Yeah. yeah, definitely know that. And also, like you know, you post a lot of pictures up of your body and you working out and I always tell you, you have abs of steel, you have killer abs, killer thighs and killer everything. Um, what is your secret? You know, everybody has their own technique of doing things to get in shape and to lose weight. What is your technique for people out there? If they see you and they're inspired by you, like, what do you do? 
What do I, like as far as workouts go? Yeah, workouts. Yeah. Inspires me. Yeah, like so like your workouts. Okay. I'm not even gonna lie. Okay. Okay. I'm gonna do, tell you exactly what women go through. This is 100% honest truth. Men take note because I'm sure you guys already know. <laughs> okay. So. What I do is, you know, I follow a whole bunch of fitness people and a whole bunch of wrestlers, right? Mm -hmm. And entertainers and just regular normal people, doctors, like just a whole bunch of different people. So my feed is constantly like moving and updating. And people, other people also post like their body and look at my max PR and stuff. And like anyone, I get a little jealous and I'm like, I could do that i can squat 450 pounds watch i'm gonna i'm gonna do that that's i'm gonna do that that's my new goal i'm gonna squat 450 pounds i got this right yeah. i'll go to the gym and i won't be able to squat 450 pounds but it sets something in my head and it goes no no i want to do that i want to be strong and do that and then like i'll see a model and i'll be like wow i like the shape of her legs or mm -hmm. I like the way her calves look. And so then I'll research what she does, mm -hmm. you know, for her legs or for her, uh, for them to be that muscular or else I'll be like, damn, that girl's got some nice abs and I'll go do the same thing and her shoulders. Right. So, um, and, Oh, actually this will go into another topic too. And mm -hmm. it'll just kind of tie everything together. What we've been talking about. Um, my friend and I were talking today about goals mm -hmm. and he brought up how he really, really, uh, needed to sit down and just write his, uh, goals for 2020. Right. Mm -hmm. And I told him, you know, well, what I do every year is I do a vision board. So, and okay. he's like, oh, I've heard of it. Like, what is it? How do you get those ideas? And it's kind of like what I was just telling you, right? Mm -hmm. I have a whole bunch of people on my feed. I get a bunch of magazines. I subscribe to them. Yes, I still get magazines. People still do that old school, <laughs> I know. Uh, <laughs> so what I do is I'll get this cardboard, like, you know, just a big cardboard uh piece of paper i'll go it's they're like two bucks at your grocery store right mm -hmm. um or a dollar fifty if they're not colored and just white a dollar fifty <laughs> depending how big you can even get them for like 98 cents some places yeah and i'll go through magazines and i'll look at stuff that i like or else i'll see stuff on the internet and i don't know if let's say if your goal for this year is to make I don't know, $120,000, I'll cut out the numbers, $120,000, right? And mm -hmm. I'll put it on my vision board because then I manifest it. Mm -hmm. I, every morning, I'll, you know, I have my vision board um, in my bathroom and I'll sit there and I'll look at it and it'll be like, these are my goals, right? I want to make this much money this year. Oh, I want to be able to do this or I want to look like this and I'll just have like people, you know, very fit people, um, competitors on my vision board because this is the abs I want. This is how I want my legs to look. This is how I want my arms to look. Mm -hmm. Um, or like, uh, one of my goals last year was to get back in shape for, so I would be able to do my WWE trial. I don't know. Um, I don't think I've talked about this. You're talking, yeah. So what happened was the year I got hurt, I was like at the top of my game. It was the best. I was getting ready. I was so excited um, to just like break down barriers and like uh, I was getting a lot of calls from a lot of big name companies to go do things. And then I got hurt and I was devastated right mm -hmm. but i have this thing in my head that you know what no matter how depressed i get while i'm going through the surgery and i can't do anything i'm going to try my hardest to get back to where i was and i'm going to get back there super fast right mm -hmm. and so i was talking to my um, orthopedic surgeon and he told me people can only uh, most people that have the injury that you do it takes them 12 months to get back to what you're at like your injury is what football players get like oh. you broke your tibial plateau he's like that's super rare um so 
I was like, fine. So I had my surgery. I was doing therapy. I would cry through therapy. They told me I had to do, um, they give you workouts to do at home. And they told me, you know, do them three to four times a day. And I was doing them eight times a day. Mm. I, and I was crying through it every step of the way. Like it hurt. Um, one of my really good friends would come over, pick me up. And at one point I couldn't bend my leg at all, like my knee. So he would have to carry me. I used to live on the slope. He used to have to carry me into his car, back me up, and oh like pull me through. And, and he would, he would bring me, he like, you know, when people get hurt and they can't go anywhere or do anything for yeah. months, they get really depressed being alone. Yeah. So anyway, so then I get a call from WWE, not an email, a mm-hmm. phone call. And it says, hey, we want you to come in and be part of this tryout. And I was like, yes, I'm there. Send me the email. So there, whatever, whatever. I hang up, call my mom. And my mom goes, that's so wonderful, honey. Um, How are you planning on walking there? (laughs) I couldn't even bend my knee. I had to call them back. And I was bawling. And I had to, like, try to pull myself together. I'm like, I know I told you yes. It was just because I was so excited. But um, I can't bend my knee right now <laughs> at all. I have a brace that doesn't allow me to bend my knee. Yeah. Um, and I was on crutches. <laughs> it was the craziest thing. So I was just so excited. And I was like, yes, I'm going to figure out a way to do this, right? Yeah. Um, so anyways, they told me, okay, we'll get better. And we'll, we definitely want you to come in. And I was like, okay. So from that moment... I, it wasn't the beginning of the year, but at that moment, I made a brand new vision board. Mm-hmm. And my vision board was to be able to, before the end of 2019, to get in there and have my WWE tryout. Mm-hmm. That was my center that was on the center of my vision board so it was the biggest thing Uh it had wwe right i put like wrestlemania like 2019 obviously i you shoot for things bigger and larger than life right Uh um and then i was like so i had like photos of people that have had their tryout and had you know the wwe like property of wwe or tryout you mm-hmm. know and and all that stuff like i had it on there and then around it i had this is what i need to do that's what i need to do this is what i got to accomplish that's what i got to do i got to get back to this i have to be able to do this i have to be able to do that right so I had this huge vision board and I, I was. I was 100% able to manifest it, get back to doing not everything I used to do. Um, I, st- I can't springboard anymore, um, oh. but I'm getting back. My box jumps are getting higher, so I'm pretty sure by the end of 2020, I'll be back to doing my springboards. Okay. But I can still do a moonsault and land on my feet you know, to the outside, like, no problem, can do a standing moonsault, great, Uh, I can do one with a full twist, right, Uh, people don't know what that is, unless they're gymnasts, it's the tornado, like, the hurricane spinning ones, Mm -hmm. right, yeah, yeah, like, so vision boards are amazing for people to be able to get up every morning and when you're feeling down and you're just like because just writing it down on a piece of paper really quick you know like even if you put that paper up it's just words but seeing it Mm -hmm. like actually seeing like where you want to be like what you want to do even if it's like i want to work for this law firm right put the name of the law firm there like put like a desk under it and like this is the office I want. I want a window office in New York City, Manhattan, on this floor, whatever, you know, and actually being able to get up and you're down and you're depressed and you're like, oh, I don't feel like doing this. And then you look up and there it is. And you see the things and the people that are there. Mm-hmm. And it gives you that drive, that fire. It kind of lights a fire under your ass, right? And yeah. it's kind of like, yeah, I can do this. I got this. No problem. No big deal. Uh, and then when you get there, you go, okay, the next goal, like, this is it. Then you create a whole new vision board, you know? Mm-hmm. So, 
there you go. Was that too much explanation? No, that's totally fine. It's you know what I'm saying because I think what it is is like you know it's the is the visual which is the name for the vision board. So it's like you see it every single day and you set your goals to do that every single day, right? That was like your main focus. Like this is what I need to do yeah. to get there. Yeah. Oh man. So that's how I do it. I get a vision board and I put it on there and that's what I want. That's what I want to look like. This is my goals. This is what I want to achieve. And that's how I go by it. It doesn't mean that like, trust me, I get to the gym sometimes and I'll sit in my car for like an hour and a half. Really? Before I ever walk in because I'm just like, I don't want to do this today. Yeah. And then I'm like... Nope, nope, let's go, let's go, let's let's get it going. You got goals, and then I'll get in there, and I'll do my workout, and sometimes when I start doing my workouts, I'll finish my whole workout, and I'll be like, oh, I bet you I could do this now. Oh, you know, I should just do this while I'm here. Like, maybe do some sprints. Uh, you know, what's another, like, 50 box jumps? No biggie. Like, <laughs> you know, it'll just, like, keep going. Wow. And, um... What about um, the nutrition for you? How how you been doing with that, like eating-wise? Oh, man, I, I'm so bad at nutrition. I used to be really, really good with it, and I'm really bad. I told one of my friends I'd pay him to actually meal prep for me. Oh, wow, okay. Um, and he was like, okay. Uh, <laughs> I don't know if he's going to. I hope he does. But I, I mostly eat, like, Lately, I've been eating, like, chicken rice or chicken and cauliflower rice, right? Mm, okay. I've been doing a lot of that with, like, tzatziki and stuff. Uh, I eat a lot of fish, too. Um, so, I, like, there's things about, like, the way I look that I'll never be able to change. Because unless I have, like, massive surgery, right? Mm -hmm. um, and then I'd be a totally different person. But, like, I think everyone has that, right, where they look at themselves and they're like, God, I wish I wish I was, like, taller or else. I wish I was shorter or else. Mm -hmm. I wish, like, my butt was bigger or my boobs were smaller or my waist was thinner or, you know what I'm saying? Just, yeah. like, all this stuff. Or my arms were bigger. This was more defined or that was more defined or maybe my nose shouldn't be that big or my chin shouldn't be that prominent. But, like, um, I definitely have those issues and my one issue is that because i do like to eat <laughs> and i am not petite mm -hmm. um i tend like if i step in a ring with a girl that's shorter than me i look like a thousand pounds bigger than her um mm -hmm. it's just the way it is you know it's just the way it is like if i if somebody takes a photo of me dead on, I look enormous. Like I look like super wide and it's just the way my body's built. And I have to like learn how to deal with that. Yeah. <laughs> so like, um, when it comes to nutrition, I definitely should be better than I am with it. And I do have to be super careful with all the carbs I eat. Mm -hmm. Because if I'm not, like, my body clings on to carbs super quick. And every little, like, ounce, especially, like, gear women wear, like, I don't wear, a, like, a full one piece. Mm -hmm. So, like, any little bit of, like, side muscle or side fat or whatever just looks terrible on me or on, like, photographs and stuff. Mm -hmm. But I've been really, really bad with my eating. I've been eating a lot of visual. The, I've been, which is people that don't know what feijoada is it's like rice and beans yeah. um, with like pork and stuff it's poor man's food and yeah. with um, uh, white rice it's delicious um, like I eat but lately I've been pretty much just sticking to like chicken and rice or like cauliflower rice and like brussels sprouts or broccoli so yeah I Oh, man. Yeah, I uh, definitely need to get back on my nutritional diet because I was doing keto for a really, really long time. And keto is great and everything, but mm -hmm. it's not like and, you know, I I say it's not sustainable, which it is. I know people that have done keto for years, but for me, it is not. I love sweets. I love 
bread, <laughs> you know. So for me, it's it's not sustainable. I can do it for like stints for like four months, six months, right? But mm-hmm. then I will cheat and I will have like bread or else I'll have like some sugar. But I've noticed that since I've done keto, I don't like having a lot of sugar. Yeah. But, you know, it's also you've been eating a lot, too, because of the injury, too, right? So, it's like, there's really no, it was no no mobility for you for a while. So, like, all you have to do is eat and try to work out, I guess, your upper body, right, if you even did that. So, that's the thing. I wasn't, when I hurt my knee, my calories went down a lot, oh. like, massively because I was dormant, right? Mm. And you don't need a lot of calories when you can't move or do anything. Yeah. So um, I wasn't really eating a lot per se, but I also wasn't working out. So um, a lot of it definitely showed very quickly. So <laughs> I need to go back to it was it was rough getting myself back in shape, like yeah, it was it was a rough time. So but now it'll um it's definitely uh getting better. So yes, I actually fit in my gear now. Well, I'm saying, uh, but I'm sure people seeing you look great in your gear, and I'm sure you're going to be back to 100% by the end of 2020. Well, it's towards the middle, I would say, right? Right, right. Oh man, Christy, man, wow! I'm saying it's 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 impressive that you know you're still focusing, you're still, you know, you're like that's on your vision board as well, right? Like you have the you said you have the vision board. Is that on your vision board, like? your nutrition and whatnot, it's like to eat a certain way or to like work out or get into the working out habit? Um, no, not really that. Not nutrition, but oh, okay. uh, like right now, like my goal is on my vision board is uh, like a contract. I have other stuff on there, like personal stuff in my personal life. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. Um, I like want to grow my company i'm when i'm going back to school in january so i want to get like i hate school by the way but i believe when people stop learning that's when they become ignorant Mm -hmm. and uh just ignorant to like society and things in the world right yeah um i also believe that if you're on social media too much you just become ignorant as well because you fall in line with society whether what society is saying is right or wrong you just become you know one of their pawns uh instead of thinking for yourself that's why i think education is super important for people because it allows them to learn and to learn how to think for themselves um and uh how to articulate you know Mm -hmm. yeah oh that's you know i have a lot of stuff going on in my life this year (laughs) Well, that's good because a lot of people don't have a lot of stuff going on in their life. At least you have a focus and you have a plan. And, you know, going back to school is the key for you, even though you really don't want to do it. But you're kind of focused on that. So that's pretty good. Yeah. You know, um, and um, from your I don't know if you'll remember this, but from 2019, did um, your resolutions back then, did you meet any of them? Yeah, I had you my did, uh, WWE yeah, tryout. Yeah. I uh, got all my movesets back. Mm-hmm, yeah. I got back to being in the shape I wanted. Mm-hmm. I, uh, see, what else did I have on my vision board? I got, yeah, actually a lot of it. So a lot of it except for one thing, which is personal. We won't talk about it. Oh, sure, but sure. everything else. Uh, I did, I did, uh, and I love what people say. Yeah, but you got to set realistic goals, and it's like anything's realistic. It's how hard are you willing to work for it, and yeah. how much are you willing to sacrifice for it? Because yeah. anything is realistic. Hmm. 
that's a good way that's a good way of looking at it because a lot of people have visions and they don't put it in a vision board or they just don't see themselves doing it either they can't afford it or they can't they don't feel like they can accomplish it but like you're right you could accomplish anything if you try hard for it and then you know if you try your hardest and you can't accomplish it at least you know you gave it your all but you know it all depends right, right. Yeah. there's gonna be somebody out there that goes well i want to be a billionaire that's not <laughs> yeah, gonna happen yep. in the next year and it's like okay you know what dumbass you're probably right <laughs> first off with that attitude absolutely you're right but i bet you if you put i want to be a billionaire and you put that billion dollars everywhere and you put things around your main goal that will help you get to that billion dollars i bet you you're going to be a hell of a lot richer than you were at the beginning of the year yeah that's very true very true christy very true and i know um you know people have different methods like a vision board or people like put like little notes in a jar and then like they pick out the note of the jar and say, all right, this is what I'm going to do for this amount of time or for like this, I'm going to try to do this for two months and I'm going to try to do this for two months. So there's different methods of doing it, but um, it's good like to have a vision and have a clear set goal of what you want to do. So I commend you for that because I need to do that myself because I don't even have a vision board, but I need to do that myself. <laughs> <laughs> I don't have one myself. Goals are always good no matter when you start them. It doesn't have to be at the beginning of the year, and it doesn't have to be at the end of the year. It can be right in the middle of the year, too. Yep. <laughs> don't worry. I'm not going to take up too much of your time because I know you got to rest up, but uh, just a few more questions. Um, so far, how do you feel that um, wrestling in 2019 was in general, like wrestling in general in 2019? Do you think it made a bigger of an impact than it was in 2018? I think every year it gets bigger. Uh, wrestling gives something more mm -hmm. and it definitely almost, you know, especially like 20 cents. Like, uh, I mean, I'm a woman, so I'm just going to talk about the woman's evolution. I feel like a lot of people yeah, sure. are talking about it. It's a hot topic for mm -hmm. the past 10 years. Right. Yeah. It has been. Um, but I think it's every year it progresses more and more. And then this past year with AEW coming out, you know, it was like crazy, like what? Um, and, you know, all these other companies merging together. Stardom is now part of New Japan Pro Wrestling. Like, you know, it's just uh, crazy. All these other companies have kind of merged together. CMLL with The Crash and ROH. And, you know, like, it's, um, it's just great to watch all of these um, companies just kind of unite together. Mm -hmm. uh, and then it's also really great to see uh, all these great wrestlers being picked up and taken more seriously. So, yeah, I definitely think uh, 2019 was a big, impactful year. And I think 2020 is definitely going to be a bigger year because we're, you know, it's like, yay, 2019's here, AW is here, let's see how it does, you know. And then, if it, I mean, a good, I feel like a good solid five years in a company, if your company can withstand five years and keep going strong, I feel like that then you're solidified, you're staying, you're not going anywhere, right? Yeah. Uh, so I, I feel like the next couple of years uh, definitely going to change a lot and we are going to see a lot of things happen in wrestling. It's uh, it's does uh, does AEW you see that in your future? Because I know you looked at WWE as one of your possibilities, but is AEW a possibility sure, as well? Sure, I see anyone in my future that's <laughs> offering me money. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm not gonna lie. I think that's the truth in anyone. I feel like anyone would be like, yeah. You're going to pay me money? I, I'm there. I'll wrestle. Like, no problem, you know? Yeah. <laughs> that's true. That's true. It was like, you know, like they say, no money. I'm going to be honest. You're yeah. like, okay. <laughs> you know how they say, no money, no honey. So that's where the money, you go where the money's yeah. at. You know? It's like, okay. But like, you know, I'm sure if like WWE didn't offer uh, John Morrison, you know, the contract that they offered him, he wouldn't be going there. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, 
Come on. <laughs> no, no, you're right. You're right. That's true. <laughs> um, and um, I'm going to keep it short, Christy, because I usually say, because I've told you this plenty of times with the Christy of today, tell the Christy of yesterday. I told you that plenty of times. So my last question for you is, it's kind of a weird question, but what is your favorite um, curse word? Curse word? Yeah. Your swear word. Oh, man, I feel like I say bitch a lot lately. (laughs) (laughs) Bitch, really? (laughs) Yeah, I feel like that's always like, um, I'm like, bitch, please. Or (laughs) bitch, nah. Or like, come on, bitches. You guys are a bunch of pussies. (laughs) Like, at training, right? I'm like, nah, you're a bitch. Like, the word bitch, it's my thing. I know. That, right? Always, always, always. Even at my tryout, I was saying it an awful lot. And I was like, bitch. And then I'd look around, I'd be like, fuck. And I'm like, ah, oh, damn. I'm all, ah, I gotta stop. I'm just gonna close my mouth. Um, um, when, when, when you was at the tryout, was you sizing up the other the other ladies? Because you know how you say, when you when you wrestle um, women, like you're usually bigger than them. Like, was you sizing them up? Like, ah, oh, she's short. Or, oh, I got this over her. Like, was you sizing up the competition? Uh, no, not really. Like, I'm competitive, but I'm, like, I'm really, like, comfortable with who I am. Okay. Uh, The one thing, though, that a lot of people know about WWE is that they love to hire athletes and people that have notable names and stuff, right? Mm -hmm. And uh, so that was really unique. And bodybuilders and, like, fitness, you know, because, like, when you're in the business and you're hustling and you're traveling all around and then... When you go to something, like a tryout or anything, and it's only you and maybe two or three other people there that have actually wrestled, and out of the other, you know, and out of all four of you, or or all five of you wrestlers, or even sometimes it's only two real wrestlers. Like, when I say real wrestlers, I mean experienced wrestlers, Mm -hmm. okay? That's what I mean. Okay. that maybe only two or one of you have actually traveled and wrestled outside of, like, you know, your area or even longer than, like, a year or two. And everyone there, and they'll have, like, 50, 60, 70 people there, and everyone there is an athlete. Mm-hmm. They're either uh, Olympians, football players, football players are huge there, yeah. uh, basketball players, athletes. Like, when I tell you athletes, I mean athletes, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Uh, like, always. And, uh, and it's kind of like you just sit there and you're like, okay, like, <laughs> you're not sure because it's, it's a re- – you're there to wrestle right mm-hmm. but then you're constantly reminded that wrestling is an entertainment industry mm-hmm. you can teach anyone to wrestle but you can't teach people how to entertain right mm-hmm. yeah. so the reason why they ask all these people there is not only are they athletes and willing to put in the work and the grind to become wrestlers but they're they're uh they're really good entertainment, right? They're really good at what they do, but not only are they good at what they do, they entertain really well. So that's why they're there. So then I'm always like, ooh, is that person funnier than me? Is that person smiling more than me? <laughs> like, you know, like that's more of a side thing <laughs> that I do. I'm like, uh, like that's, that's what uh, comes down to wrestling is it's actually entertainment. So, uh, that I think was the biggest thing for me was just realizing how much of non wrestlers, like, ex- sorry, experienced wrestlers actually get tryouts. Mm. Wow, that's really interesting to so, hear. Yeah. I don't think it's interesting. I think everyone knows it. It's just yeah. very well known. <laughs> Right? Recently, in recent years, WWE has been hiring a lot more experienced um, wrestlers, right? Yeah. But majority 
of their their team is homegrown talent. Yeah. Right, it's right from the production factory. So, yep. You're right. You're right. You know. Um Chris yeah. yeah. Everyone knows this. It's not yeah. it's not a it's not a kept secret for WWE doesn't keep that a secret. Yeah. It's just, you know, when you're actually there and you see it firsthand, you realize how much of just entertainment this solely is, right? Mm-hmm. And um, the indies is truly where people care if you know how to wrestle or not yeah. already. Yeah. No, you're definitely right about so, that. Mm-hmm. It's a big, like you say, it's a big soap opera. You definitely have to have all the entertainment-wise, acting-wise, you know, charisma, all that wrapped into one. Plus, the athletic ability is a, definitely a major plus, too. So. Oh, yeah, the athletic ability is, that's that's it. Yep. Like, if you're an athlete, great. Because they have, like, everyone's like, oh, but I can do a backflip and a front flip, and I can do, like, a, a 450, or I can do this, or I can do that. And it's like, great, so can everyone else at WWE. Do you understand? Yeah. You're not really... Your your moveset is not unique. Everyone can do everything you do, mm-hmm. but your personality is unique. Mm-hmm. And the ability to speak and make it sound natural and flow is unique. And that's what you have to focus on, you know? Yeah. No, you're absolutely right. Also, a random one random question for you, Christy. What is your key to your eyebrow success? Like, what do you do with your eyebrows? Nothing. Nothing. Uh, my mom really? and my grandmother. Yeah. Nothing. I don't do anything. I have. I was blessed with beautiful, perfect eyebrows, and I have wow. had them my whole life. They used to be a lot more bushier. Yeah. I just pluck them a little bit wow. underneath. Yeah. Like just a tiny bit. Um. I've never had a unibrow. I just have perfect eyebrows. That is my one feature that is beautiful. <laughs> like, I have eyebrows. Uh, people used to say when I first started training, uh, there, somebody that uh, was signed for a while would always show up and make fun of my eyebrows. They're like, wipe her eyebrows off. And somebody went and, like, licked their finger and like put me in a headlock and try to wipe off my eyebrows and they're like they don't come off i'm like yeah because they're real you idiot <laughs> and like people are constantly shocked that my eyebrows are that full and that perfect wow perfect eyebrows i'm super proud of it yes go ahead it's okay i am bragging <laughs> i have perfect eyebrows wow so there's no mascara in those eyebrows there's nothing that's all natural darkness that's all you wow yeah that's me Wow. That's me, me. I used to, for a while, like, when I would get out, like, on stage, I would, like, uh, make them, like, a marker. kind. Of, you know, when I did the comic book girl, yes. I would actually, like, line them in black yeah. and then color them in black. But now I don't. I just get, like, the eyebrow gel, like, the brush, and I yeah. just brush it, like, just to keep it down so, like, it doesn't, because sometimes it, like, flops everywhere, yeah. you know? Oh, man. So, yeah. so you see, no, that's... It's mine. I got good eyebrows, man. My eyebrows are legit. Yeah, eyebrows on fleek, like I said before. Like, wow, so that's all natural. Holy crap. <laughs> all natural, yeah, man. My mom's got perfect eyebrows. My grandmother had perfect eyebrows. And then my dad's mom and sister all have perfect eyebrows like yeah like i got the perfect (laughs) eyebrows i love my eyebrows oh my god chrissy that's why i love having you on because we could just talk about random conversations and stuff that you normally wouldn't even talk about with other people we can talk about it and people are listening to it like what the fuck is going on (laughs) i love it i love it yeah they are they're always like is this girl talking about her eyebrows and how she sleeps yes i am i don't care people i am just like you trust me Y'all have stuff you hate about yourself? I do, too. I have to wake up with myself every morning. It's a nightmare some days. Can I just get away? It doesn't work. Uh, But, like, there are stuff you guys love about yourself, and there is stuff I love about myself. Like, I love my eyebrows. (laughs) Oh, I will tell you this story, though. I once went to go get, like, the bottoms of my eyebrows, like, waxed, right? Just the very, like, bottoms of them. Okay, okay. Um, 
and this lady waxed half of my eyebrows off. Oh, you must have been so freaking pissed, right? <laughs> I was so pissed. <laughs> I was like, bitch, what am I supposed to do now? Oh. And she's like, oh, I'm so sorry. You can just draw them in. I'm like, oh. what? It have like cholo eyebrows? Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, my. How long did it take for it to yeah. grow back? It took a while, right? Like two years. Oh, shit. Because oh, I like my eyebrows really thick. Okay, so you don't like the little, yeah, you don't like those skinny little pencil things like people have, whatever. No. Okay, okay. No, no, no. <laughs> it's like, it no, no. two years. Yeah, so it was, it was crazy. Oh, man. Christy, this was an awesome conversation. Unplug your social media, plug any upcoming events you have, plug anything you got going on. Oh, what do I have coming up? I have a lot of stuff coming up. Oh, you up. do? Okay. Um, so, Yeah. I do, actually. Uh, so, anyways, it's Christy Jane's Christ, and then I at the end. Mm. And then <laughs> it's J-A-Y-N-E-S. Um, Christy Jane's for Instagram, Twitter, <laughs> Facebook. <laughs> Sorry. That's all right. And people are always like, now, how do you spell Christy? Christ with an I. Okay. <laughs> That's a good one. <laughs> what? Yeah, that's like my go-to saying now. It's Christ with an eye. Get used to it. Um, <laughs> and then, uh, what do I have going on? I have some stuff going on. I need to go look at my calendar. I feel like an idiot. No, it's totally uh, I'll fine. Be in Mex I'll be in Mexico on the 18th. I have wow. DIPX on the 24th. And then I will be at... CTLL Central Tejano Lucha Libre. Uh, that's in Houston on the 26th. Uh, oh, the 24th, I have Heavy Metal Wrestling. And then I have the 18th, The Crash. I think I said that. Mm -hmm. And then the 10th, I have a booking on the 10th. Um, I'm, oh, RCW, right? How can I forget this? It's the Impact show. So I'm going to be on Impact on the 10th, yeah. and I'm wrestling Kira Hogan. Mm -hmm. Super excited about that one. And then in February, I have a whole bunch of bookings um, in February and in March. It was crazy yesterday around like nine nine ten o'clock at night mm -hmm. i just had a bunch of promoters call me and ask me if i had all these dates available and i'm like yes i do wow. uh so so that was great wow you're sort of already freaking booked for the new year already your whole, your whole month of january is booked so you're you're awesome man jeez yeah yeah but i will be at mania this year so oh okay Oh, are you excited? I'm open for bookings, people. All right. Christy Janes, man, again, thank you for coming back on. You are awesome as always. And um, hopefully we can talk probably by the end of the year, 2020. Hopefully, God willing, we're both still alive and the world is still moving. And hopefully we'll catch up to date with you and see what's going on. Okay, sounds good. Thank you guys for having me on. And I hope everybody out there was intellectually stimulated by way of mobile devices. Have a good one, folks.